Hello, everybody. It is your boy, Kyle Conkeel, back with another episode of the podcast. So I'm not sure if you guys know this, but I always have little snippets at the end of the podcast where I talk for a few minutes. Honestly, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore because I don't even think anybody actually hears it. So from now on, the podcast is just going to end with the theme song, and that's going to be it. And anything that I want to say, I'm going to do it right here at the beginning because... You know, I look at my analytics. I know when you guys stop listening. And it doesn't seem that anybody makes it that far. So from this point on, it's just going to be beginning intros. And on this 13th episode of the Just STFU podcast, we have the magic Mike Kruger, bass player from Nickelback, and just all around awesome guy. He's one of my favorite dudes on the planet. One of the sweetest dudes on the planet. And he's just really a genuinely nice guy. He's he's taken care of me in a rough spot in my life. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to repay him. But I don't even think he'd want me to. Like, that's just the type of guy that he is. Now, if you want to support the podcast, you can by sponsoring an episode. You can hit me up on my social media platforms, i.e. Twitter and Instagram, at KSConkeel, or you can send me an email at JustSTFUPodcast at gmail.com. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the magical Mike Kruger. Fantastic. So, so first, first, I just want to ask: it, it's Kruger, right? It's not Kroger. That's right. Yes, yes, it is. In fact, Kruger. Um, I, I went through kind of like sort of my whole kind of career, not wanting to like be rude and correct people in how <laughs> they were saying my name because I was just kind of happy they were saying it anyway. So I didn't really want to interrupt them. That's um, very Canadian of you. <laughs> Maybe it is, but um, yeah, it's only lately. Maybe it's because I've been living in the United States for the last uh, I don't know, fifteen years. Maybe maybe that's what's happened. Now I'm, I'm standing up for myself and saying, "No, damn it, it's Kruger." <laughs> I'm, I'm telling people now, anyway. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, for the longest time before you and I met, I think up actually until recently, I think Eric is the one who's like, "Dude, it, it's it's Kruger." I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh, sh- oh shit, really?" <laughs> Yeah, I told I just I I told him one day and and it was like you know because you know Eric of course and he's just the nicest greatest guy and you know I, I just said hey man you know what we're in the trust tree so I'm just gonna lay it on you man like we say it like this you know just like and I was like you know if I was saying your name wrong you wouldn't want me to do that so yeah you know, get get it out there and and yeah so he's actually it's funny you should mention Eric because he's been making the rounds in the gym there's a whole bunch of people there coming up and going it really is Kruger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I I miss I miss going to the gym, you know. And I was I was doing um, you know, we were doing some outdoor workouts together, uh, until I messed up my back, mm-hmm. uh, last month, early, early October, I think it was, 
is uh-huh. when I is when I is when I messed up my back. But uh, but yeah, I've been uh, I've been really wanting to. You know, I just been really missing the gym and you know missing the vibe that you get from Eric's because you're the one who introduced me to Eric the trainer. Um, when I had my little my little stay in the pool house. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That was great yeah. having you. Yeah, it was that that was that was really awesome. And and again, thank you. And um, but when you brought me to Eric, it was like it was like no place I'd ever been before. It was kind of like I don't know. It was like any bad mood that you might be in on your way there kind of just leaves when you open that door. It's absolutely true. Isn't it? Isn't it so nice to be around that many positive kind of uplifting people that, you know, like I tell people about it and they don't understand, you know, like I, I say, you know, you might be doing a hard set of something and having a really hard time. And yeah. here at that gym, people who don't even know you will come up and like cheer for you and help you and, and lift you up and support you where, you know, you don't get that. You, yeah. you just don't get that. It, it, it's a rare thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's a super positive vibe. And I think, I think it's even hard to be in a bad mood around Eric, to be honest. <laughs> He's like, uh, Eric's like, um, at first it's a little bit, it's a little bit hard to figure out because you're not sure if it's for real. You know, usually when you meet people that nice, they're full of shit. You know, it actually it turns out, he is that nice. It, it takes a little while for you to figure it out. Cause you're just like, Whoa, this guy's he's a, he's, he's a living he's, cartoon character in all, yeah, in all he facets, is. you know, cause Completely. he, cause he looks like he man. <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks like that Prince Adam character from, from he man legit hair yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. And of course the, the physique to match, of course, yeah. you know, I don't think it would be hard for him to choose a Halloween character, uh, 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 like costume. That must be easy. <laughs> <laughs> every year same one <laughs> but yeah so and it's just funny because like you know going to a you know quote-unquote hollywood physique trainer and you know with some of the you know the celebrities and stuff that go there um you know myself definitely not included with that i just got lucky with yeah, an but... intro <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I definitely didn't expect him to be as as positive and uplifting and actually be genuine about it. Yeah. So, yeah. um I actually um, I ordered a exercise bike, like a recumbent exercise bike. Yes. Just to try to burn some calories until I can uh until I get the okay to start. I'm going to start doing the morning glories again. Oh yeah, smart. Um, which for my listeners who want to check it out, you can go to ericthetrainer.com. That's E-R-I-C, ericthetrainer.com. And uh, you can sign up for his, I'm pretty sure they're still free, and I'm pretty sure he's still doing them. So you can sign up and get some free workouts if you've got that that COVID-30. Because it was originally the COVID-15, but uh, (laughs) I think now it's the COVID-30 on my half. Anyway, um, so what have you been up to, man? I know... um, you guys had some tours planned this year and they had to get canceled or post- postponed. So what have you been kind of just doing to keep yourself busy since, you know, you and the, and the rest of the Nickelback guys haven't really, you know, yeah. been able to do anything this year. Well, you know, a couple, a few things have happened. I mean, um, I, I joined a virtual cover band. Uh, I don't know. Oh, did I tell you about my virtual cover band yet? No, you haven't told me about the virtual. Cover no, band. We're, we're called uh, Warp Kings. Um, and what we do is we just pick cover songs that we like and record them and release them. 
Oh, sick. It's actually been pretty fun. We released, we've only released one song so far. We're going slow um, releasing them, but uh, we released um, Midlife Crisis by Faith No More. Oh, dope. And, uh, yeah. And, and we got, uh, we got a Doris tune coming. We got a Prince tune coming. We got, uh, uh, what the hell else? There's, there's a bunch of them. Um, I can't even remember them all now, but um, yeah, they, I, and, and they're recording uh, in all kind of different places in, in Canada and, you know, different, different cities. Everybody records independent of each other and I record my parts down here. And then my cousin, Brandon, who was our first drummer, actually, he, he's playing drums on the thing and he's also handling the, you know, all the files go to him and he mixes it all. Oh, dope. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And, and I've also been playing in, uh, on, on Eric's band. Uh, Eric the Trainer's band, the main monster project. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I've gone in the studio and played on three tracks for him so far. Um, and uh, so I'm doing that. And Nickelback's, you know, we're cooking up some some music ideas right now. Um, we're we're gonna, you know, now that we kind of have a pretty good idea that you know we're not gonna be working for probably close to another year. It looks like. Um, yeah. We're we're gonna dig in and 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 try to get some music together for the people and see what other kind of things we can do to get ourselves out there. You know, at first we were really apprehensive to do sort of virtual concerts and that sort of thing, just because it's sort of, it's a really hollow representation of the actual experience. Just, you know, if, if, if you go to, you know, well, one of your shows or one of our shows, it's pretty high impact shit. Right. And then when you think about somebody watching that on like an iPhone and listening to it on like, the speaker of an iPhone, it's like, dude, how much yeah. impact can we really have here? You know what I mean? So it's sort of like we we were really hesitant to do anything like that. I think we're gonna have to figure out something though. We're we're gonna have to do something and get out there somehow. Yeah, well, I know you guys did the the Devil Went Down to Georgia cover, which I thought was super dope. You know, your bass tone on it is definitely incredible. Thank you, sir. And um, uh, but you could also do uh, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, what kind of what kind of budget you guys got. I'm not sure if you got like the Talica budget, but they did that driving thing with three days grace where they, yeah, I, um, I've been doing a little bit, bit of reconnaissance with them about how that went. It sounds like it was pretty cool. So yeah. um, the, the trouble is, is it's not going to be driving weather for a while. Oh um, yeah. Well, that's a if, problem. If, you know, we kind of got to hang on till you know, June or whatever now. Yeah. If, if you're not on a, if you're not on a coast right, yeah. in the like, Southern like part, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in, in the general vicinity of where we live, you can do this, but otherwise, you know, the one Metallica did it, they, you know, coast to coast, right. Yeah. All over the place. And, and, and I think that's what kind of can make it work, you know, yeah. and spread it out there and do lots of it. And, you know, they, they had their concert actually today, their acoustic uh, concert they did uh, just uh, this afternoon, actually. And, and that was for their, uh, for the foundation, they they played another one today, but this one was um, was completely live and, yeah. and streaming. So it was a it was a cool experience. Yeah, that was it was definitely super dope. It was funny. I I can't remember where I saw this from. I actually think my <laughs> guitar player Doc reposted this meme, and it said like. I don't know what it is, but sixty degrees in L.A. is colder than forty-five degrees in New York. <laughs> you know what, man? I've been yeah, we've been. We've been laughing around the house because, you know, I'm wearing like thermal underwears to bed and stuff. And yeah. I come from Canada, you know, this uh, doesn't make sense. But and my wife's laughing and she's going, what's the matter with you? You're so soft. Because, yeah, we moved from Canada to Hawaii for 12 years. Yeah. got completely thawed out and then moved to, to, to California. And now, yeah, I, I'm completely freezing my ass off right now. <laughs> it's just preposterous. But it's so stupid. I, I, 
I, I'm not a very good Canadian anymore, I don't think. <laughs> well, I know a lot of uh, guys who grew up in, you know, Edmonton or Vancouver who've come down to L.A. and they're just like, they all say the same thing. They're just like, fuck, man, I'm, I'm just not a Canadian anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you thaw out and, and uh, you, you get thawed out and then you got to go get back, go back and get tough again if you want to. But I, don't really, I don't even know if I could do that anymore. I, I was uh, telling my wife the other day, you know, when I put on the thermal underwear, she's laughing at me. And I said, yeah, the last time we went to Russia, it was in winter. And I wore these, these thermal underwear, like, every day all the whole tour through russia it was thermal underwear everywhere on planes trains and automobiles you know shit i think i'm more on stage I, I i don't remember what month it was when we were in russia i know it was in maybe it was in june or something oh that's nice but i remember it was still pretty cold yeah, it gets it gets cool at night that time of year up there. You yeah, know, they, they get a nice uh, they get they get nice and warm in the day, but it, it's uh, yeah, it's that uh, you know getting up that high <laughs> at night it gets cold. Because I remember we were we were doing a bunch of fly dates on that run, and it was a lot of European stuff. You know, going from like you know download to grass pop to yeah you know, uh, Nova rock and a bunch of other festivals. And we would tie those shows together with, um, you know, club headline dates. Yeah. And the last show that we did, I remember that summer. So yeah, it must've been, it must've been 2019. Yeah. So it was last year, last summer, it was June, July. And I, I remember that June it, everywhere else was just hot as fuck. But going to Russia, I was like, Oh, I need like a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's, that's not unlike, uh, that's not unlike Edmonton, you know, um, Edmonton's like that too in the summer. It, it's, it's warm, sometimes really, really hot. Like it gets over a hundred up there, but at night, you know, the bulk of the time of the summer, it, it, it gets really cool at night. Really I've cool only, right I've now. been to Edmonton once in the summer and I, I've been in Edmonton more when it snows than when it hasn't. <laughs> I did yeah, like one show in Edmonton in like 2013 during the summertime, but any other time I've been back there, it's just it's been like November, December. Ooh, yeah, gray. Yeah, it's cold, man. That's uh, yeah, that's weather that'll that'll keep you inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we we did our first uh, actually so it was our first trek across Canada. But it was our second tour with the Three Days Grace guys. So we were, it was us, nothing more, and Three Days Grace. They started in Halifax, but we were finishing up at a tour. So we didn't do Halifax. But uh, Brad from Three Days, he was like, dude, it was like negative 36 in Halifax. Dude. <laughs> so they were that, going from yeah. east to west. Yeah. And we met up with them in Ontario somewhere. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, that was that was a cold winter, man. <laughs> yeah, that weather out when you get out east there, that weather doesn't play around, man. That's kill you weather, real kill you weather. Yeah, you know the the yeah that stuff up there on the on the east coast is uh, no joke, man. That uh, that'll hurt you. So what what year did you move to Hawaii? Like, and were you like, and and were you what part of Canada did you move from to, and then go to Hawaii? So we were in British Columbia. Uh, east of uh, Vancouver City, about you know 45 minutes or something like that drive out in the Fraser Valley in the country, and 
we had a winter there where Vancouver, they, we really don't get a whole bunch of snow in Vancouver. Not really in, yeah. in that whole area. It's just kind of wet. You know, it just rains a lot. You get some, a little bit of ice and a little bit of snow, but for the most part, it's just rain. And at the, the last winter we were there, and I think that was 05, we experienced 32 days of rain with no sun. And that was when we just kind of, as a family said, fuck it. And um, we started going on trips to warm places. You know, we went to the Caribbean to check it out. We went to Mexico to check it out. And we went to Hawaii to check it out. And, you know, we liked all those places. Hawaii was pretty special. And then um, we were starting to look for a place to live where we could, you know, see the sun, you know, <laughs> in a month at once. And, and so um, we, uh, we went on a cruise ship actually. And this is a whole other podcast, Kyle. Like, there's no <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you everything here, but we went on a, uh, a cruise ship from, um, from Long Beach here. Uh, and it was supposed to tour through all the Hawaiian islands, like the major Hawaiian islands yeah. and, and come back. And it didn't work for us. Let's just put it that way. Uh, it, it wasn't good. And first stop was Hilo, Hawaii on the um, Southeast shore of, uh, of uh, the big island, the island of Hawaii. And we got off there and we were like, you know, we were like, fuck this boat, we're done with this thing. We got off in Hilo and we were like, well, we're not gonna stop here. It's just not, you know, yeah. it's just not a, it, it, it's it's like the opposite of like a Waikiki. It's like, it's real, it's where real people live. The weather's a little grayer because it's on the windward side of the island. Like, uh, it, it, you know, it was just like, we were like, okay, we'll go on. And we went around, the, we went around the big island to where Kona is yeah. and um, it was completely packed. So we were like, oh, sh okay. So we're not stopping here either. And everybody on the boat told us, you're probably going to want to try Maui. So yeah. check out Maui. And and we did. And uh, when we got to Maui, we were like, we're done here. We booked a, like some kind of like, um, it was like a cottage kind of thing. And, uh, and we stayed on Maui for five days um, and fell in love with the place. And at that point, we decided that we were going to try it out. And we went back to Canada and sold everything, our house, everything, and uh, got on the plane and came to move to Maui and raised our children there uh, 12 years. And, and it was it was just one of those things where we were just like, ah, you know, you know what it's like, Kyle. It doesn't really matter where you live. As long yeah. as you can get your gear into a truck and, and get on a plane, yeah, it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. And so I was like, well, you know what, if, you know, we moved to Hawaii and it's a total disaster, it's taught, we'll just come on back. Yeah. But what if it works? And it worked really great. You know, yeah. it was a one year trial program that lasted 12 years. <laughs> yeah. So I would definitely say that, that it was, it was a, a success. And then you guys moved from, from Hawaii to Los, to Los Angeles. When did you move to LA? We moved to LA. That would have been three a little like a little more than three years ago okay so that would be like 2016 yeah seven 16 i guess yeah in 2016 and um we we came here really because my children both being in music as you know yeah. um we had kind of played out the state of hawaii really quite quickly uh as far as uh, live performance opportunities for them as well as opportunities to learn for them we, you know we just we kind of ran out of runway there, you know, and, and yeah. um, the schools weren't working out for my children and we were homeschooling them 
Um, so we were like, well, you know, why are we, you know, what are we doing? Like we, we gotta try and find another way. So my son wrote the GED exam as like the week after he turned 16, he wrote the GED, mm-hmm. got his driver's license and we basically left. We got on the plane <laughs> to Los Angeles right after that. Uh, we found a great school for my daughter here. My son went to MI for two years. Mm. Um, uh, he, he did the base program and some other stuff. He learned production and all kinds of other stuff, MI. And, and so it was just a really, I, I think it was a really great move for them. And, you know, since my wife has st- started her uh, jewelry business, which I, you know, obviously a partner with her on that. And um, I don't know if I've ever told you, but I'm a gemologist as well. So um, I, oh, I kind of help with uh, the precious stones, you know, diamonds and all that and pearls and, and uh, whatever other um, stone advice we need. You know, she, she knows a great deal. She knows pretty much everything, but I have the, uh, I have the, uh, <laughs> you know, I have, yeah, there it is. I, yeah. I have, I have a certificate that says I'm smart. But, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're doing that. And, you know, honestly, if we had opened this jewelry business in Vancouver, we would have struggled. Um, if we would open it in Hawaii, we wouldn't have any clientele at all, you know? So the fact that we're here, you know, now we can do that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just way better. It, it, it's where we, we need to really be right now. And, you know, the other thing that's, you know, as you know, is great about, uh, LA is, is, you know, I, I don't want to tell you the kind of pain that I felt, you know, flying to like Geneva, Switzerland for Maui, you know, you got to go to work. It's like 30 hours, you know, it's like, so I, where, where, where would your connecting flight be? Cause there have to be some sort of, so you, you have to, Oh, wait, in LAX. So you have, have to do, what is that? A three, five hour flight, six, six hour flight from Jesus Christ. So, yeah, right, then, so, yeah. so like, uh, Hawaii is as far away from LA as New York city is or Maine. Yeah. It's more actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's further. So you'd have to do the six hour flight from Hawaii to LAX yeah. yeah and then go to the like whether then... it's London or Frankfurt or whatever yeah Jesus yeah so garbage that... you just get there feeling like a box of smashed assholes just like completely screwed <laughs> up you know and, and I had this habit of getting blotto on the planes all the time so I'd be even worse shape when I got there <laughs> you know not only am I tired and dehydrated and everything else I'm hung over you know yeah. so it, it was uh yeah coming here has been the best because it's like yeah what it used to you know it, I can get to Russia faster now than I could get to like London before you know <laughs> so oh, fantastic. Dude, yeah because like London's already like a 10 10 to 11 hour flight from here yeah. So then you'd have to add another six. Oh, dude, that's Plus like layover. You got to have your layover, right? Dude? Yeah, oh, which is going to be two hours, three all hours. Those time zones, those time zones really stack up on you, man. Because like London's eleven. Yeah. Eleven or twelve, depending on the time of year. Because Hawaii doesn't change with daylight savings. Yeah. So it's or it's ten or eleven. That is, uh, mainland Europe is eleven uh, or twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so that you're you're literally on the upside down clock. It's uh, yeah. Dude, it would take it would take me the same amount of time to get to Australia as it would for you living in Hawaii getting to. Yeah, uh, Australia and Japan were the only good ones, because yeah. I would go to Honolulu and then fly direct to to uh, Australia or Japan, right? Or anything in sort of the the uh, like the Asia or or yeah, Australia or New Zealand, those were good, but yeah, the rest was terrible. How long is the How long is the flight to Australia from Hawaii? Um. 
it's not that much better. You know, it's like, uh, I think it's like um, from Honolulu, it's like 11. Yeah. You know, so it's not that much better. It's a little better, but not yeah. much. Yeah. Know? Well, cause I know we did, we, when we met up with you guys in Australia, yeah. we did LAX to, to Brisbane. And I think that was, what was that? 14 hours? 14 yeah, yeah, that should hours. be about 14. Yeah, about 14 hours, yeah. yeah. But then we flew from Melbourne to LAX, and that was 16 and a half hours home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's the best, isn't it, right? Like, you're, you've just finished a tour and had too many drinks. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to get on a plane at sunrise. How's that? Well, so... Um, Tommy, my singer, had this friend who owned a nightclub in, in Melbourne. Oh, no. And so they had, like, this whole upstairs area for us. Oh, yeah. That was just, like, the band and anybody, like, any of our friends that wanted to come. That's I, not the place that has a swimming pool on the roof, is it? No, no, no. Okay. Because we, um, we've been to that. There's one of those in that town. And we've thrown each other in that pool. A little bit. <laughs> it's like a nightclub with a pool in the middle of it. Yeah. On a rooftop. And that, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but, yeah that was <laughs> I think I think my tour manager Robbie was trying to was trying to get um was trying to get Chad to go. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you don't want none of that. <laughs> Actually, here's some breaking news. That guy doesn't drink anymore. Really? Amazingly. Yes. Dude, that's so fucking awesome. It's really, really great. It really is great. Um I, I think he just kind of got bored of it. You know, yeah. I think he just kind of got bored of the same sort of cycle you know over and over and over and because i don't think there is any you know sort of um i don't think he missed out on anything you know because he's got the whole fomo thing right and i think that he yeah. realized that he didn't miss anything <laughs> he did yeah. everything and, and uh you know so when he decided to stop drinking um he's just like yeah i'm good you know I'm, it's fine and and uh yeah it's uh it, it's it's interesting it's gonna be interesting when we go on the road because i don't drink either so you know i'm gonna have a couple of you know borderline straight edges <laughs> except for you know weed a little bit but you know like, uh, we've got a couple straight edges and then the other two guys are gonna be the you know our, our uh yeah our, our, our um our booze expenses are gonna be cut dramatically <laughs> well i remember when we were when we were in australia um I can't remember what show it was. It was only three shows and they kind of blended together because it was kind yeah. of like, that was like a vacation for me as well. It was um, super fast too. Right? Yeah, it felt it, fast to me. Yeah, it was super fast. Um, but yeah, I remember there would be like a tray that went out, went up on stage. Yeah. Takumi had to like tell these like, you don't need any more shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While you're playing. <laughs> yeah, because well, people forget to like, turn the volume knob on their guitar and then they look back at the text like what the fuck my shit's broken and the guy comes out and whoop, turns up the volume knob on the guitar rang, it works again it's like oh oops. My that's bad. what happens when you have too many shots man. yeah um but <laughs> i met i met chad briefly before we went on that tour it was on that same three days grace nothing more tour uh, oh yeah because we were playing in abbotsford yes right by his house like uh, he lives right there um so i remember he came out and um you know, in the three days, three days, boys had like, you know, a nice like dressing room set up. You know, they had like the it was kind of just like the party room that they had yeah. set up because it was yeah. only three bands. Right. So and, you know, they who's the, who the third group with you guys? Nothing more. Oh, yeah. Nothing more. Okay. Right. So it's like we all like if there was, you know, those guys would take like maybe two or three dressing rooms at most. 
if yeah. that. And then, you know, we would always have like two dressing rooms, nothing more, would always have two dressing rooms. So it was just, we always had our own space. That's nice. And, and then, um, uh, Chad comes walking down the hall and, uh, I started calling him the Krog for the longest time, even though it, it doesn't <laughs> hey, make okay. sense now. Since Again, again, he, he was just, he, he's like me. He wouldn't say anything. He would just go with him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, all, all of us in Bad Bulls introduced ourselves, and, you know, we're like, Hey, you know, we're going out with you guys in Australia. Thank you guys so much for having us. We're really looking forward to it. And, you know, he was super cool, but, um, and then I don't. I don't remember because I was definitely doing some drinking that night and I ended up, <laughs> it was, but it was all the bands, like everyone from all the bands was, yeah. I think it was the last show too, or at least the second to last uh, show. Yeah, it probably was the last one. Yeah. And, um, and I remember like we were just kind of having like end of tour party thing and, uh, and like I was, I was drunk and I ended up like doing the worm and like your brother laughed at me and. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I've never seen you do the worm before, Kyle. Like, <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and then I remember when you and I met in in Brisbane, yeah. like we met in the catering area, yeah. and then we just talked for like two hours. And you're yeah. like, oh shit, I gotta go get ready for something. Yeah, right. Yeah, I gotta do do things. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, that's a sign of a, a good start of a friendship when you lose track of time. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple months later, I'm, I, you know, I lived with you for a week after yep. I was uh, dealing with a, a bad breakup and then, um, and then, yeah, you know, and we've just kind of, you know, it's been COVID outside, so we haven't really been able to do, you know, catch up on our, on our, on our bro lunches or. Yeah. Or well, all the places we go are closed, like some of them permanently. Holy shit. Yeah. That which sucks because the one that you told me that closed permanently, like I've been going there pro. I mean, I thought first time I went there, I was 21. So like 15 years. Oh, wow. You've been going there a while. Oh. Yeah. I, I like that place. It, 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 well, like I said, they have another location over there. Yeah. West Hollywood will go over there. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that's, that, that bummed me out. It's like super hard. Cause I remember the first time I went there, I went with my buddy, Brian Hera, uh, who was a guitar player for a band called all hail the Yeti. Mm. Um, and he took me there one night and we were just, he's like, yeah, they got a, they got a bar they got some food. And, you know, we went and hung out and had drinks and ate chicken pot pies. <laughs> oh yeah. That's living, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that sucks that that spot closed down, but yeah, there, as long as there's another location and it's still open. Um, so what else have you been trying to do? So you got this, you got the jewelry stuff that you're doing with, with your wife. Yeah. And uh, what do you what are you trying to do? What are you doing to help try to keep your mind, you know, because I, I know I have a problem with it when I feel like I, there's like no end in sight that yeah. I can I can kind of like, you know, I get really dismal. And, you know, luckily, I just you know, I went out. I just got back from going out of town for my, my buddy's wedding. So I had some social, you know, oh, good, some... for you, man. good for you. That's important. You, you know, and, and it seems like that we have to leave town to get that apparently, yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, what am I doing? I, I'm kind of just rolling with the punches like you are, man. Like some days I'm kind of feeling hopeless and worried and, yeah. and, uh, and kind of negative and, and shitty about things, but you know, it's, it passes, man. You, you just, you just ride it out and wait till it passes and you feel better. And, and then you, and then you get back to life. But yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a hard time mentally to, for, for us, for what we do, yeah, it's been really hard because it's like, it's it, not only that you can't work, but there's nobody has any idea when we might be able to work. 
you know, yeah. at the highest levels, nobody has any clue what the hell's going on. Yeah. And, and I don't blame them. For, I'm not angry with them for that because they, I know they want to know, they want to work and they want to get us out there so they can make money off of us. But, you know, no one can even know. So well, I it, think it, it, it's a hollow, it's, it's sort of like cold comfort, right? That, yeah. you know, it's not just us. It's kind of yeah. like everybody, you know? So, but it's and I think things. Well, I think a mixture of like not knowing like where the end game is and also um, like I've, I've been having I was having a lot of political anxiety oh, as well. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's this this year and I think adding adding an election on top of an already yeah. uh, dismal year. Yes, it it was I mean. You know, I guess it's it's still not over until December fourteenth or whatever, because that's yes. when the electoral college comes in. And, Correct, and they and they and they certify the vote and stuff. Yeah, and they and they yeah. certified all the votes, but like the couple months leading up to the the uh, election day, and then these past couple weeks post election has just been like, like I've definitely had to you know remove. Oh, like and and and, by, and I'm not removing people because of their political views. I'm removing people because they're toxic <laughs> in well, their political views, yeah, and and that's and, on the left and the right. It's, yeah, yeah, that's oh, not politically biased. That's, I, I, yeah, yeah, I know, and 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 I can't really, I, I I can't really have functional conversations with people right now, not yeah. because I disagree with them, but because like I don't disagree with their politics. I disagree with like i disagree with the way that they're handling this exactly i, I kind of it sounds like that's what you're saying yeah. um you know i i spoke to a guy a friend of mine yesterday you know who just you know we were talking about this whole thing and you know we kind of you know i i said and he agreed if you think that there's a good guy and a bad guy in this thing you're an idiot yeah. You know, there, there is no good guys. There's no bad guys. There's no buddy. We should be glad won or glad lost. Yeah. Not for practical reasons. For personal reasons, sure. I, if you don't like somebody, all right. Yeah. You know, you, you you just don't like them. Fact is, is more to just liking. You know, yeah. well, especially with a like, with a president, you have to take all of your personal like personal opinions about the about the people who are running for this country, and you have to actually look at the politics because that's what it is. That's it's what not it a popularity is. contest. Oh, it's no, not. And it, no, and it, just because somebody says all the right things when the cameras are on doesn't mean they have your best interests at heart. No, exactly. But just because somebody's a good game show host and says all the right shit, I, I don't think that makes them a viable candidate. And, and, you know, by the same token, just because somebody, you know, it just can't help but being an asshole, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean they can't make good policy calls. It doesn't mean they're alone in everything either. You know, no president is a king. They, they have an administration that does the work and advises them what to do. So, you know, this, this division that just drives me nuts is, you know, it's it, here in Los Angeles, we're just so left wing that, you know, you'll hear people you know, oh, it's all those, you know, those Trump supporters. And there's all these different ways to, yeah. you know, somehow vilify or, or minimize those people. And, you know, I've heard this and I just usually stop them. Yeah. I just stop them, whether they're my friend or not. And I'll just be like, you know who you're talking about right here? You're talking about Americans. 
Yeah. These are those people are Americans, just like you. No less, no more. They're just as American as you are. Their vote counts just like yours. And they have a family. They have kids. They love their kids. They want everybody else to be safe and happy too. Yeah. You know, we've got to stop that. Yeah. That, that this whole thing about turning us against each other, I hate it. I yeah. really, really hate it. I think yeah, we're definitely the <laughs> divided the divided states of America. It, it, it's totally be. terrible. It, it's completely terrible. I, I really, I, I, you know, I, I hear, I hear all this talk of unifying America now, and I just want to know where was that a month ago? Yeah, you know, like where were we on that? Because there wasn't a whole bunch of unification then. Yeah. You know, then it was deplorables and, and all, you know, everybody who is the other, you know, it, so it, yeah, it, it's I, a lot of finger. It's a lot of finger pointing going from like both sides when it's no like, kidding. you know, I, I think me and you probably and we're, don't worry, we're not going to get political in here on, on our political beliefs. But just from knowing what kind of guy you are, I really feel like me and you are probably those guys who like we're more in the gray area where yeah, it's just like, I, I don't, I don't, af- yeah, I don't affiliate with the, de- the liberal Democrats and I don't affiliate with the, uh, and I don't like, um, I affiliate with the, uh, conservative Republicans. Like that's not where my political views lie right. and, it, and having a two party system that is so dividing towards the yes. people who are, it's voting for. It's like most yes. of us, b- regardless if you want to believe believe it or not, I really think mo- more Americans are living in that gray area now than ever before. But what they want to do is they want to get the bad orange man out of office, and that's all sure. they're concerned about yeah. right now. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I am not a Donald Trump fan. Uh, I don't, I, and that's personal, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I have, yeah, yeah. but I, mean, I have, I have looked at his policies. You know, but my vote did not go towards I, I we need to get Donald Trump out of office. My vote went towards what I believe politically. Right. You know, right. right. It's easy to get kind of mixed up in intersectional politics and, and personality, like cult personality stuff. And, and I think it's a huge mistake because personalities, they don't. That's not what governs this country. It never has. Yeah. You know, it's it's never been about personalities. You know, I don't know why it is now, but it sure is. And and it's really really too bad. It's the age of social media, man. People care so much about how they are viewed to people who don't know them, who aren't close to them. Right. You right. know, and, and well, yeah, and you hear about you know like the the way that things work now is you know if if you put out like a like an off color tweet ten years ago or whatever. Yeah, you can get your career ruined now. You know, you, like you, you can be just done. And, and yeah. I just don't, I don't think that we're, I don't think that's a, a very good environment. I really think it, it depends on, on the context. Like if it was during a time where maybe uh, sexist jokes and homophobic jokes were of that time frame and period and ex- and socially acceptable then. People should not be crucified for, you know, a joke. Um, well, the trouble is, is like, if I don't think anybody in the world can say that they never said something they regret or wouldn't want somebody to hear today. No, exactly. So that That's just life. Yeah. We all go through that where we say or do things that we wish we hadn't later on in life. Mm-hmm. And that cannot be what defines us as people we can't allow a misstep or a mistake 
to be our epitaph. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's not fair. I, I did a, uh, my very first podcast I did with my buddy, Eric D who owns a, uh, an a independent indie type, uh, clothing brand called mess syndicate. And, uh, I was talking with him and his, and, and his wife, Rebecca and how, uh, about something similar and how, like when I was a kid, I used to say like, Oh, that's gay. You know? Oh, this is gay. Yeah, right. Yeah. And obviously now I know that that's not cool to say. So I don't say that in that, con- it, I don't say that anymore. Yeah. You know, but if you have learned and you're still not living in ignorance now, if say someone was super homophobic uh, or sexist back then and still is, then yeah, they're just a piece of shit if they haven't learned. But you know, yeah, <laughs> that, that exists. I mean, you know, it's, uh, there, there is that. But we, we, you but know, if we've all grown, you should not be canceled for something that you said 15, 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah. It's know? not, it's not really fair, uh, you know, to, to, to read a, a tweet or, or whatever, a MySpace post and go, yeah. aha, that's that person's entire soul. It's like, yeah. mm, I don't think so. I that think, was... you know, maybe there's more to that person than that particular <sighs> um, missive that maybe they're having a bad day. They probably don't remember doing it, you know? Yeah. They, and, and you're going to burn them at the altar of that thing. It just doesn't seem to me to be a, a really fair or righteous thing to do. No, I think if you, if you've learned from your mistakes and you've grown and you've, and you've changed your behavior, then that's fine. You know, you definitely should not be, you know, your whole career shouldn't be shoved down the toilet because of something you said a long time ago when that was commonplace you know, or it's just a remark, you know, yeah. that you can't get back. You know, you, yeah. can't, you can't take it back. So, it, you know, it, sometimes we say things in the heat of passion. Sometimes we type things in the heat of passion. Oh yeah. You know, the trouble is, is sometimes you can't delete a tweet fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> People well, <speak> I mean, <laughs> you know, when I first started like social media and then I was in a band, like I was definitely one of those guys who would, uh, would read and reply to shitty comments. Oh yeah, and I had to stop doing it because. Oh yeah, it'll ruin your life, man. Yeah, I was, you know, because that's all I would. That's all I would end up seeing is the negativity, and I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't see all the other, um, you know, positive comments. Yeah. All I would be looking for is the negativity, and then once you get in that type of mind frame, it's a dangerous place to be in because, like, you know, that's kind of <laughs> you're 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 wrapping your entire life around something someone shitty says on the internet yeah, yeah, and you're not focusing yeah. on the overall positivity of it. Actually, I got quoted from a online metal tabloid um, <laughs> and they actually took my, my quote completely out of context. Oh no shit. But <laughs> I was, I was talking about y- your band and five Why? finger. I was talking about your band and five finger death punch. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember I was because this is the first time I was ever tagged solely based on something I had said on someone's podcast, oh, yeah. which so the quote was the more we're hated, the more we're loved. And it was like uh-huh. Kyle, Kyle from Bad Wolves. But do you know what? That was actually a quote that I was saying from Zoltan. I wasn't oh. talking about Bad Wolves. <laughs> it was a quote that I was I had said that Zoltan had told us. Right. Yeah. 
I, I like that. I've never heard that one before, but I like it. Because he's like, you know, with Five Finger Death Punch, this makes sense. And with you guys, it makes sense. They were saying, you know, for every for every one person that hates us, there's 10,000 that love us. Right. Yes, correct. And, uh, and, and, the, and the one person is going to be louder, negative, yeah. than that 10,000 will be as positive. Because, well, bad it. news travels quicker. Good news oh, does okay. does not travel. And, no. and no, so I... I remember at the end of the, the, the section that they were quoting, um, I, I had said something. I'm like, you know, Five Finger Death Punch is one of the biggest metal bands out there right now. They make a living. They make a good living, you know. And I was like, you know, I, I know Mike from Nickelback. I was like, I was like, he lives in the fucking Hollywood Hills. You really think he cares if someone says that they don't like Nickelback? I was like, nah, he ain't. <laughs> not not really, you know, not really, man. Uh, I just as much as they shouldn't care if I don't like the shit they do, whatever that is, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think that should. I, I don't think that should bother anybody. The thing about this is that music is so personal, you know, that you're you're pouring your entire guts into this shit, and and when people you know take a swipe at you, it means a little bit more than if somebody you know verbally kicks your ass for like driving a cement mixer or something. You don't really like, yeah, fuck you. I drive a cement mixer. I don't give a shit. Whereas music is more far more a part of who you are, right? Yeah. So it's it's easy to take that to heart. You know, we well, still shouldn't. You know, and, yeah. and, and of course we don't anymore, you know, in the beginning when, when the, when the wave turned from, you know, everybody cheering us on to everybody not cheering us on, it was kind of a little bit of a shock to the system, but yeah. you know, it, you, you, yeah, you figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it well, matter. I mean, you guys have sold like 70 million fucking records, you know, you guys have done a, a lot of things and the, the three shows that we played with you guys in Australia are still to this day, probably the if not the close to the biggest arena shows that we have ever played in front of that amount of people, you know, and that was a great, uh, that was a great time. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. And, you know, you guys are hardworking. Your guys' show is amazing. Like I remember, uh, actually, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to sidestep for a second. Uh, doc was doing a podcast with somebody and someone said something about Nickelback and he said, what'd you say about Nickelback? He's like, I'll fight a motherfucker about Nickelback. Nickelback's good as hell. <laughs> who, who said that? Doc. Oh, that's nice. That's pretty. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, the bad boys are definitely, are definitely, uh, Nickelback defenders because honestly, I really think if, if someone hasn't seen your guys's band live they don't they have no room to talk because yeah. i mean oh, no no and, and you know what like yeah it, it's um it's funny i just got a text from eric the trainer asking me if i was watching the ufc fights and i told him i'm doing your podcast right now it was a small world we just got done talking about that guy um uh yeah it, you know it's um so where were we? We were talking about the. Uh, well, I was okay. saying that I, I really talk. don't think I really don't think that anyone should say. Like, oh yeah, right. You know, uh, should should talk shit if they haven't seen your guys' show. Yeah, because... or or heard the songs that don't get played played on the radio. Ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The things that aren't you know ubiquitous. Uh, you know where it's, you know, the 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 stuff that, you know, I've, it's always confused me because these people say, oh yeah, I. I Oh, that's the same shit you always hear on the radio. It's like, well, then why are you listening to the radio if you don't like it? <laughs> what, what? You know, it's very confusing. But but it, you know, at the same at the same time, it's 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 okay. You know, it, it's it, yeah. it, 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 
it, it isn't it isn't like they want to know and don't know yeah they don't care people don't care that much it's just music you know yeah. it's not you know to them it, it's it's just another music band it doesn't matter to them you know it's just another cd or or mp3 or whatever so what does it matter right you know yeah when it's your life it's different <laughs> I, and I just think it's awesome, like, how, like, you guys are, like, real big metal supporters, too. Like, I remember, yeah. like, me and you driving around, like, listening to, like, you know, Issues or Architects or, yeah. you know, what heavy stuff. And I remember, I can't remember his name right now, and I feel really bad, but your drummer. I remember oh, Daniel, one, yes. Yeah, he was wearing, like, a fucking Catch 33 t-shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wearing Meshuggah, like, about to go yeah. play, go, about to go play a Nickelback gig just rocking mashuga t-shirts we like, are yeah. uh we are both uh we are both of that ilk you know that's yeah. uh a lot of times before i go out there and play the tear jerking ballads and make the girls cry i'm usually listening to you know chaos sphere or, or, or something like that you know one yeah. of those deep mashuga records um so, uh, you know or, or um uh destroy your race improve that's what i'm listening to before i go out and play the songs that are everybody's crying in the audience and i i'm thinking you know how, how can i turn this into a, a metal grooving 13 right now you know? <laughs> do you know what's funny is that so you're listening to mashuga before you go on stage yeah the bad wolves are listening to nickelback before we go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's funny and you know what um yeah like i i've heard that from oh you told me as well about how sort of the you know the new crop of the of the metal kids are are kind of into what we do and and i didn't really take it seriously until i heard from uh from sky from issues and you know and, and he was like he's like yeah i'm a huge fan of your your band we're all big fans of, of nickelback and i was like are you fucking kidding me man like <laughs> you know like i listen to your music i'm like i don't really hear the influence in there and you know and, and and then i went and met him and hung out with him a little bit and uh it was frankly quite shocking um how um how big a fan he is and how and they are you know yeah. there's and and so many others of, of their uh in their world are it, it strikes me as kind of very very odd and strange but i love it i'm so happy about it i mean dude like some of like the party songs like you know like burn to the ground i mean that's a great song to get hyped up to before before a gig man you know thanks well and you use it at will absolutely <laughs> it makes you want to if you make someone you throw down like you do it if that's that's <laughs> even even a little part of of what's making you do your thing then yeah. i love it yeah i remember on we were out with death punch three days grace and us and fire from the gods last november and december um, I like me, me, Chris and doc, just like right before I'd be like, Oh, put it on, put it on, oh, <laughs> put nice. the song on. And it was, you know, it was, I, I think, I think it was burned to the ground. I'm really terrible with, uh, with song names, but it was like uh, hands off my glass last call my ass. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we would just rock that fucking song. That is burn it to the ground, man. That, that yeah. song was, was, uh, was written with very much that in mind where you're either, you're getting ready to start a fight or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or or play a rock show, yeah. Yeah, and I'm and that's exactly what we were doing when we were we were getting ready to, well, basically fist fight our instruments and play a rock yeah. show at the same time. Yeah, going know? to war, man. I mean, speaking of going to war, I've got friends in, in the military, and and um, um, one, uh, it's kind of a sobering moment to have, but uh, uh, this one really really good friend of mine, he flies uh, combat um, fighter jets over in the Middle East, in Jordan, and 
and uh, UAE, and, and he trains all those guys hot. He teaches their, their air forces how to fly. Oh, and, but he also goes on missions. And he said that very, very often when they would run missions, they would, when, they were, when they were coming in on attack, they would often, the entire squadron would be listening to burn it to the ground. Yeah. As they burned it to the ground. You know yeah, what I mean? Literally. I, at first I was like, wow, that's fucking, oh God. <laughs> killed a bunch of people like you know yeah, like that's, that's pretty not, heavy yeah when you really think about it, it it's kind of fucking gross like in a way it's kind of a you know they're they, these guys in the planes feel it you know and they're and they're cool with it but I, I just never considered our music in those environments but i guess you know when you think about it that's obviously something you can't control is where your music is yeah but the other thing is i think you got to realize that your music probably goes a lot of weird places you know like your your music is being played in in situations you can't possibly imagine yeah at any time yeah <laughs> you know somewhere somehow somebody's listening to your music and if, if you heard what the goings on were you'd probably be shocked yeah. and that's something i came to to realize years ago about our stuff especially well, I rem- yeah i mean i've had people message us and be like oh this song like really helped me through a dark time and i was like i'm like that's a really heavy you know pretty gruesome yeah. b- gruesomely brutal song but all right you know like it yeah might- yeah it, it's it's yeah and it and it's and it's a lot of responsibility yeah you know, to 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 have that you know to to have people who you talk about how you you help them uh you know like not kill themselves or something like that yeah like oh my god it's so heavy like and you know all you can really do is just say well i i'm happy you know i can happy to be of service i guess you know it's uh but it is but it is heavy yeah you know I, i anytime i see those messages um, which, you know, I don't, I don't really get to see all of them, but anytime I do see those, you know, I was like, you know, well, thank you for sharing. I definitely appreciate it. I'm glad that we've helped you come through, you know, a dark time and I hope we continue to help you through that dark time. You yeah. Know, keep your head up high. You know, it's not always going to be like this, this, the, the right now isn't forever. Right. Know? Right. It's like I was saying earlier, it gets dark sometimes. Yeah. You got to wait. how it's going to be forever. No, you wait and it gets light again. Yeah. You know, like just, just wait. It, it comes, you know, hold on and wait. And, and, you know, because to say to somebody who's having a hard time, well, why don't you just be happy? Well, that's bullshit. Yeah. But what you can say honestly is it will get better. Yeah. That's true. Wait, it gets better. It does. It just does. Exactly, dude. Mr. See this. I, I need, I need more, I need more mic calls and i start feeling like better about myself well, and... you caught me on a good day kyle <laughs> <laughs> actually the one thing so um i've been i we talked about this last time we talked on the phone but i've been looking at a bunch of different um you know bases because i'm you know into collecting and shit right, right now. yeah so uh i was i was actually on the i was on the specter website and i was looking at your base and i realized is that a passive completely passive base Yes, it is. It's all passive. Because I saw that there was two volumes and two tones. I'm like, oh, yeah, they, yeah, what? Well, um, yeah, yeah. It's fully passive. Yeah, that's nuts. For some reason, I figured you you'd be the type of guy who had like the Spectre tone pump or something in there. We we did do that in the beginning. I, I just 
I just kind of felt like it was, it was like, it was like, uh, it was like trying to fit a fire hose into a garden hose, you know, it's just like so much mm-hmm. shit, like so much output that I couldn't control it properly. Mm-hmm. And, and I would get these weird transients, especially live and stuff that I, I couldn't really control them. And the other thing is, is that I have to be able to go from, a smooth woofy kind of you know like i play the ballad bass the that specter p bass that Stuart yeah. built for me um i play that with flats right like yeah. that's just like it's like a reggae bass right yeah. i need to be able to have that tone and then quickly adapt without changing rigs to burn it to the ground or or this means war or some kind of like heavy distorted you know play with a pick thing and I do both of those tones out of the same rig, which yeah. is like a, which is like a, a little bit of a channel change, you know, yeah. like I mean, there isn't really. So I found that the, the high output was kind of like handcuffs, you know, it just, it was so much. It was just so much. I couldn't, I couldn't control it, man. So I, I, I opted for more headroom. Yeah. Fair enough. Cause I remember when I was the last tour before I had two passive bases that I was uh, I was using the the Dingwall D rocks, which are both passive bases. Before I got the second D rock to use as my main, I was using um, an, an NG model, which is an 18 volt active dark glass preamp. But then my other base was passive, mm-hmm. and going in between those, like me and my me and my guitar tech Tim, like yeah. I'd literally be running back and forth switching how things work you know like oh this pedal's too hot and i gotta turn it down like oh i switched to the bass passive bass i gotta turn that volume back yeah up. yeah yeah so but yeah having having the active or having both passive bases and not having to switch from you know full-on batteries yeah to not having you know that active that active EQ. i only i only play passives only on the stage yeah. you know i play i i use some active stuff sometimes in the studio but um but in 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 the live situation i only play passive yeah it makes sound man just loves it too <laughs> oh i'm sure he does well you can do a lot more yeah with 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 the bass frequencies when you don't have fucking 18 preamps yeah you know yeah he can crank it is what he can do you know he can he can blow up the subwoofers if he wants to like he can really yeah. wind it out right where when it's just like a flamethrower he's he's a little you know yeah it's a little bit like handcuffs a little bit yeah. Unless you treat the shit out of it and you know crush it with the compressor, and then all the life gets choked out, sucked of it. out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, Mike, dude, ounce. dude, I really appreciate you coming, coming on the podcast and hanging out and chatting with me for about an hour or so. Thank you. Uh, I know you're really not on you know the social media too much, but uh, you know you guys can go follow Nickelback at Nickelback on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Um. And uh, when you guys, uh, you're for your cover band, do you, is there is there an account for that so people can follow? There is, it? yeah, yeah. We're Warp Kings, yeah. At Warp Kings, yep. Sick. We'll go check out at Warp Kings. And, and, and actually, I, I'm on Instagram now, buddy. Well, I know I didn't want to give it away though. Yeah. I wasn't sure yeah. if that was like it was like a, pri- oh, a private thing. No, All right, not- so at Michael under, underscore uh, Kruger underscore five five five. No, just uh, um, Michael underscore Kruger five five five. All right, well there you, you so you can find you. I can't tag you on Instagram though. I was gonna tag you in a Nickelback post. Oh really? They, it wouldn't do it. 
I, I was going to, uh, yeah, it, w- it wouldn't let me tag you because I was going to at you. Oh. Because it was a video of, of like old video of like photograph. And I was just going to be like, I was just going to tag you and put like, look at how young and handsome you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it happens to everybody, hopefully. Now you uh, you get a little older and then you can look back. I mean, you're still handsome, but you you had like a full head of blonde hair, you know. Oh yeah, I, I had the Bart Simpson hair for a while. You know what it is, man? I th- oh fuck, I didn't even realize I wasn't following you on Instagram. I just looked at it, and I oh damn, you weren't. Even following I, I know, me, but I am now. But I am now. Um, I, I just did that because I I when I initially came on Instagram, I was just fresh off of being over Twitter. So I was like, you know what? I want to make this so I block all comments. And on Instagram, you know, you can't do that. All you can really do is accept comments only from people who you follow. And that's why you got your ad got blocked. That's what happened. But that won't happen again now, Kyle. All right. Now, now, now I'm going to be making comments left and right. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So go follow Mike on Instagram. Go follow Warp Kings. Go follow Nickelback. Mike, thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. And for everybody listening, thank you for joining me. And I will see you next week. 